Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika, and we are going to be talking about Bachelorette today. I'm hoping to get this out to you guys today. Today's a Friday. You guys have just received the Toe episode, but we're going to try it. If not, it will be out uh, tomorrow, Saturday. Um, so before we dive into the episode, just a couple of hot goss, very quick hot goss. And one of them will be a follow-up to one we did on the B90 episode regarding The Last Resort. Um, so the first thing in this is bachelor bachelor nation related claire crawley who we remember as being i don't remember which season she was on whose season she was on uh oh how did i forget she was on juan pablo's right so she was on juan pablo's season um we don't talk about him and she was bachelorette for a very very short time well, for those who know, I'm sure at this point that she is married to somebody now who is not the person she left with, obviously, that was never going to work out. And she is just announced that she is expecting her first child with her husband. So congratulations to her. Um, she's not one of my favorites. I didn't like how she conducted herself in as, as Bachelorette, but, and she really wasn't one of my favorites on Mom Pablo's season either, but good for her. Congratulations. Moving on. So hot goss number two, again, just very quick, very, very quick. Last resort. They have officially confirmed two of the couples. I don't know why they're doing it this way, but apparently people are just so, you know, we're waiting, bated breath to find out who they're going to be having on the show, but they have confirmed, uh, Ed and Liz and Jovi and Yara. So as mentioned in the B90 episode, we will not be covering Ed and Liz at all. So that will not be happening. Again, I'm not sure who will be covering him, if anyone at all, but it will not be us. We will not be covering him. So the reason that we are here, we're going to be talking about Bachelorette Season 20, Episode 3. So, right off the bat, the guys are just hoping that the Braden situation can be put behind them. We don't have to worry about this anymore. The firefighter actually ends up saying that, you know, Braden is a big guy. But he's young and he has toxic traits. I would agree. So, in walks Charity into the house and she actually ends up apologizing for ending the barbecue early because you know, obviously we know why she ended early. Obviously the men knows why she ended early. And, um, but they say it's okay. Obviously you need to 
deal with your stuff if you're dealing with things that people are just telling you to make things worse. Um, so she tells the guys that she made a big decision and they're going to be leaving LA and they're going to be going to Oceanside, California because she loves the beach. But the kicker is while they will be the boys, the guys will be leaving in 30 minutes. Okay. And they're going to be traveling by bus. There is going to be one lucky guy who gets to travel with her and have a one-on-one date. And they're going to be going via helicopter. And the guy who gets this date is Brayden. So obviously Brayden is stoked. He basically says, well, you know, I thought the first impression was shut up about the first impression rose. It's done. It's over. Okay. So yeah. So she gives him the date and you know, yeah. Adrian, I don't think, you know, actually before I even say what Adrian says, some of the guys are like, you know, kind of sucks that they are not going to be able to go on this date. And I think even some guys were a little frustrated that it was Brayden who was getting the date. But Adrian, Adrian, sweet, sweet baby Adrian, has so much, I don't know if they hope, but he sees the silver lining in him getting the state by saying, if he's out getting this one on one date, it can go one or two ways. Either it does go well and Brayden maybe just calms the hell down. Or Brayden shows his ass and Charity sends him home because at the end of the day, there's a rose on the state. So if he doesn't get the rose, he has to leave. So he's seeing the silver lining in this situation. And I say, good for you. So Brayden and Charity, they leave. It looks like the same car that she actually was in with Aaron B. Um. So the only thing I really caught in this conversation they had on the way to the helicopter was that Brayden is afraid of roller coasters, but he used this fear in order to realize that he needs to conquer his fears and not let anything hold him back. And I thought, okay, (laughs) that's great for you. So then they are going to the helicopter and she says that she is taking this day very seriously because she, from everything that she's been hearing, she does want to know whether or not he is serious about this process and is serious about her because if he's not, then she will not give him the rose. But she does have to mention that she is scared because she does really like him. So this could potentially cloud her judgment. So he kind of like starts freaking out a little bit when 
they're in the helicopter and they're flying over the mansion. And he takes it so far that he actually says, I feel like an evil person. And I'm just like, dude, read the helicopter. Because right now, it's just not the time to be saying things like that. And the thing is, it's like, you, maybe I'm different. Maybe I can look at this from the outside looking in. But I feel like I would see that as a red flag, personally. But that's me. Um, and they see dolphins in the ocean, so they're happy. Cool. Meanwhile, in the bus, the men are so miserable. They say that it is so hot and they're sweating and they are currently stuck in traffic. Someone actually says like, it's going to take us like two, three hours in order to get to Oceanside. Yet, Charity and Brayden are going to get there in like 15 minutes. So then back to the date. They... We actually find out that where they're going in Oceanside is very close to where Brayden is from. I guess he's from somewhere near San Diego. Um, so he's kind of treating this as if it's like a hometown date. And I actually don't hate that. I think that's, I think any other person would have treated it the same way. I feel like there was somebody actually in the previous season with Zach's season, that it was very similar to that as well. Whether actually it might not have been that, it might have been Zach who was actually from that area and he took one of the girls to meet his parents. I mean, his family. That might have been it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all for it. <laughs> so. They are landing in this baseball field, and guys, I've read, I watched the show, and I know this baseball field is supposed to be like a famous baseball field. I feel like I saw this baseball field in 911 as well. However, I don't do sports, so I don't know the name of this place. So don't yell at me. <laughs> I don't do sports. I barely know the name of my sports arena here in Good Old Ontario. Um, where the Blue Jays play. I barely know that. I barely know that. So don't expect me to know anywhere else, basically. So, um, but apparently, yes, it's a very famous baseball arena. Cool. Um, so we can actually see as the helicopter is being landed that there's people like in the buildings near the uh, baseball field are like watching this happen. Makes me wonder if they were like tip, like this is going to be happening today. <laughs> so we're just like out there waiting. But anyway, um, so we see the mascot, he's come to say hi and he kind of sticks around the date a little bit. Um, I think the name Padre Am I right? <laughs> the name of the mascot? I don't know. He looks like a monk. Anyway. Um, so Brayden tells us that he has been hit in the nose with a baseball. And I thought, I've been hit in the face with baseball. And that's no joke. Um, and then not, I kind of missed this actually, but I gathered this is what happened. She got hit in the face with the baseball. 
<laughs> she said it barely hit her, so she was fine. Um, so yeah, they're playing baseball, they're having fun. And then we see her do like a flip because she's a cheerleader or what's a cheerleader in high school. So she does a, I think it was a backflip. And then he attempts to do one as well. It didn't happen. So back with the guys, they finally got to the hotel and they mentioned like the hotel is really nice and has a beautiful view. So they're happy. So back to the date. He again tells her that he's crushing on her. Can we, I don't know, say something else? Anyway, he tells her that he really doesn't enjoy spending time with her. But in the moment of doubt that he feels, he does question whether or not he can do this process. And the thing is, it's like, I don't hate him for thinking that way. He is not the first person to think that. And he's not the last person to think that, but I do feel this frustration that I'm like, okay, we're on 20 years plus of this show. By now, y'all should know what you're getting yourself into. So why do it? And I think now we're at this age with this, with Bachelor and Bachelorette. And even Bachelor in Paradise, where it's all about the clout. And that's why these people come on these shows. And I said, again, I'm just going to say it again. I find it so hard to believe that a man who is 24 years old, okay, your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. And I feel like men, it's even longer. I highly doubt that this man wants to be engaged at the end of this. And he kind of alludes to this later on, but he justifies this by saying it's something else entirely when I don't buy that either. But anyway, he, um, she says that she is scared by hearing this because you know, she thinks like, what are we doing here then if you're not sure if you can do this? And she says like, if they don't, if she doesn't get the answers that she needs at the end of the night from him, she will send him home. I guess we'll see if she actually will send him home. I, again, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil ahead. I'm not going to go too far ahead and, and, you know, go in order here, but for those who watch this show, watch this episode, I had doubt that she would actually send him home. I didn't think for a second she would send him home. I think unfortunately, and this does happen a lot, I feel with with the bachelorettes, even some of the bachelors, that they find the bad boy of the bunch and stick to them. And as she says, because he's hot and like, whatever. But the problem is that sometimes you can look out with the hot guy. I did. (laughs) But sometimes the hot guy doesn't, can't fulfill everything that you need. 
you got to look so much deeper. And I feel like she isn't looking deep enough with him and she is settling for the shit he tells her. And I'm just like, you can do a lot better than this. You really can. Um, and again, if you listen to the B90 episode and you did listen to the Bachelorette spoiler, you know she at least will do better than Brayden because anything is better than Brayden. But so back with the guys for a very slight moment, they say they want positive vibes from Brayden that they do kind of like him, but this negativity that he has is the problem with him. So then we hear knock, knock, knock. It's a date card and it is for the group date. Um, so the guys that are going to be on this group date is Joey, Aaron B, Michael, James, Caleb B, firefighter, I think actually he's the only Caleb left. Oops. So I don't think we have to keep calling Caleb B anymore. So Caleb, Firefighter, Sean, Xavier, Tanner, Adrian, Dalton, and John. And the day card reads, can you feel the love tonight? And can is actually spelled Ken, K-E-N. So you immediately know this is Barbie related when you see Ken. Um, Because unless you've been living under a rock, everything's about Barbie at the moment. Um, So obviously from this, we find out that Rorick is getting the one-on-one. And the guys, me, I think everybody was really shocked to see that he was getting the one-on-one date. But I think Charity knew what she was doing. By giving him the one-on-one date. And I'm sorry, guys, if you can hear my bird screaming in the background. He hears people around and he wants to see their face. <laughs> so that's what's happening. Um, so back to the date. She says that she is concerned about their earlier conversation. She says her nature is to nurture. Ding, ding, ding. Ladies, I I know it's in our DNA, honestly, to be a nurturer of some extent, whether it's to our children or, which obviously you should, or if it's to our partners, which I mean, I can be guilty of that as well. We are just, that's in our nature and I get that. But if you're, if it's to a fault at this point, you you can't let that get in the way if it has gotten in the way in the past. So she tells him that she appreciated him coming to her and telling her how he felt last, about last week, but it did scare her. He brings up that he is insecure about her dating other men. He brings up that he is insecure about her dating other men. He t- 
tells us that he was in love once. No shit, sir, you're 24. And, and it ended horribly because she cheated on him. He does say to her that it hurts seeing the other guys with her, but he will try to stick this out in order to see where it can go with her because he struggles with letting go of control. Let that sink in as well. So he writes on a baseball that you are worth trying for. She also writes something on a baseball for him. I didn't write that down. Anyway, at this point, you can kind of tell that she is buying into his crap. And she says that it was sweet and thanks him for it. And she kisses him. And she gives him the rose. So that's the end of the group date. Uh, no, sorry, the one-on-one date with him. So now it's group date time. They, the guys walk into what, well, the guys and Jerry walk into what is obviously a Barbie-themed date, as I mentioned. And we see Jojo and Jordan. I did not remember him, guys, but this is who she picked. Um, uh, They're here and they're going to be, I guess, you know, I don't want to say chaperoning. Sounds well, like the toe situation, but yeah, they're there. They're there. <laughs> and we are told that there is a star of the Barbie movie that is going to be giving them a message. And it's Simu, I think I said his name right. Oh, God. Simu Lee. Um, and I haven't really watched a whole lot with him in it, but with him, uh, movies that he's been in, but I know he's uh, one of the Marvel superheroes, and he's in this. Guys, he's so hot. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so he gives a little message to everybody, and we kind of find out that in the movie, I guess, that Ken writes a song for Barbie And with that in mind, the men are going to be writing a song for charity to the tune of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So just to also say, Charity says that she really loves Barbie. She kind of collected all of the limited edition type Barbie dolls. Um, So she's all about this date. Um, The men also have to look like a Ken doll. So I'm going to go through all the different types of candles the men are portraying. Um, not that these are real, <laughs> actual real um, versions of Ken, but this is what they come up with. So we have Michael is bad boy Ken. Red flag number one. Then we have Caleb. He is cowboy Ken. John is birthday suit Ken. Tanner 
is ice skating Ken Xavier he's sugar's daddy Ben Ken sorry Adrian is classic Ken boring <laughs> then Sean who actually looks like he could be a Ken doll is double denim Ken he actually says that if Ryan Gosling wasn't cast, that he could have been cast because they kind of look the same. And I said, boy, take that out your mouth. You don't look anything like Ryan Gosling. I'm just saying. Anyway, Dotton is astronaut Ken. Um, Joey is roller skater Ken. So I think I've covered everybody. There might be some more Kens that I see throughout um, that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, so I might throw them in as I'm covering this. So we are told that the winner of this song contest uh, will earn extra one-on-one time with charity at the end of this section of the date. So everyone will still be at the after party, but the winner will get extra time. Dotton actually brings her on stage when he does his song. So here are some more people that I didn't mention. A firefighter is Glitter Beach Ken. James is 80s prom Ken. So <laughs> I guess when birthday suit Ken, which I believe was John, um, does his song, Tanner actually says that he looks like a big sperm. <laughs> he kind of did, I guess. It's very, that was funny. Um, so Aaron B, he is Merman Ken. So Caleb is like, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to wow everybody. He actually didn't sound that bad. He really didn't. He wasn't like perfect, but he wasn't bad. Um, so Sean, who is, who was he? Double denim Ken. He goes on stage and he does say like, I know I'm not the greatest singer. And he starts to sing. And it is like nails on a chalkboard. It was so bad. So bad. But he does go up to her and he kisses her. And she actually says that she kind of forgot where they were for a second during this kiss. So obviously, Sean won the extra time firefighter was pissed he's like i'm a real man if you want someone who can take you to a country club then fine <laughs> but he does also kind of go a little blow about a little bit which i didn't really like but he does kind of say like i go fishing and i do this and like he says like these really manly things that he's like, well, of course I'm a man and Sean isn't. Like, we need to stop doing that. And I feel like he's actually not 
firefighter is not that old that he should be thinking that way. I think he's like 33. I didn't like that at all. It's very toxic masculinity. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about their extra one-on-one time. There was nothing there to talk about. They just kissed some more. Who cares? So it's the after party time. And Sean literally comes in singing his stupid fucking song and thinks that this is the way to ease the tension. Sir, read the room. No one gives a shit about your stupid shitty song. No one wants to hear your stupid shitty voice. Enough. Can you tell I don't really like him at this point? I wasn't really feeling him to begin with. Shock she even gave him a rose in the beginning. But anyway, what do I know? Firefighter. <laughs> Firefighter does not like him. He literally says, are you an only child? <laughs> and that he should have come in here with a little more grace, be a little more humble. And of course, he's kind of saying like, you have like the only children syndrome that you think the world revolves around you. The sun rises and sets on your ass. And yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. Um, so as Charity gets in there, Sean has the fucking nerve, the audacity to ask for more time. First, are you fucking stupid? Like, you just had all of this time with her without anyone around to interrupt you and you have the audacity to ask for more time when these men haven't had time with her besides singing to her and barbie cutups like so firefighter you can tell it's point just hates this guy but all the men are pissed james says to sean i think when he got back from his time with her says, because you got more time with her on top of the time you already had, I might not get any time with her today. And I will probably go home because of it. And Sean was like, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I don't want you to go home. Like, and John, James, sorry, James actually says like, dude, don't act like you don't want me to go home. Don't act like you don't know what you just did. Don't act like you're not manipulating this whole situation stop it. You know what you're doing. So don't act like you'd be sad because I'm leaving. Like, don't do that. Just own up to the fact that you did it. But Sean's a little bitch. Anyway, so Michael has his time with her and he says that he always felt overshadowed by his parents because they're educators. He does kind of explain more about that, but I didn't really understand his explanation about that. Um, but anyway, um, Dotton was actually given time with her in her room. Like, he goes to see her and have a time with her, and she kind of says, like, oh, I'm going to take you somewhere. 
but doesn't tell him where. And then they go into his room and she's like, yeah, this is my room. And he's like, I'm in your room. Like, um, so yeah, she tells him that she wanted to give him the space that would be a little more intimate so that they, you know, have their time. So I thought that was really cool. He tells her that he wants to be able to learn from the other people that he's in relationships with. He always felt like people were learning from him, but he wasn't getting the same in return. Um, So that's really important to him. And at the end of the night, she gives him the group date rose. So I was pretty happy about that. So now we're heading into the final one-on-one date. Trust me, this is going to be really short. So the guys actually say that Rorik is by far the quietest guy in the group. They don't know much about him. So that's when you're like, oh, oh no, okay. Um, <laughs> so now we're on the one-on-one and they are going to an amusement park and they have it all to themselves. And he's really excited about this, that they have a place to themselves. They're really dressed up as well. They're very fancily dressed up. He's wearing like a suit and she's wearing, I think she's wearing like a strapless dress, but they're very dressed up for this date at an amusement park. So they start drinking. At one point before this, they were going on rides and, um, you know, playing games and whatnot. So they were seeming to have a lot of fun initially, but then when they started drinking, he is literally saying nothing. He's not sparking up a conversation. He's barely saying a word to her. She ends up asking him, like, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? He can't even tell her that. He doesn't have a favorite flavor, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's so weird. He's just really awkward. And she's very disappointed in this. And she's so confused by this whole situation. It's probably the by far the worst date she's been on. He thinks that he thinks that it's going well and that they are connecting. And I said, are you on the same date? Cause I'm very confused. Um, but he does say that amusement parks make him tired. Oh, you poor baby. Shut up. Like, fake it till you make it. He, she asks him, like, what's your best attribute? And he can't even tell her that either. He says, like, I don't really have a best attribute. And she does say to him that she really prides herself on being a good communicator. And I said, damn. That's, she's literally giving you a hint in terms of you're not communicating and he didn't even grab onto it. It was, oh my God. 
he does say that his weakness is the fact that he's not a good communicator. So what the actual fix it then? I don't know what to tell you. Um, but he also says that he does not have experience with the relationships. How old is this guy? Like, have you never, it's so weird. Um, but she does say to him, like, I cannot give you a rose tonight. This didn't go well. And he seems to take it somewhat well. And he does say, like, it's okay. And when he gets into the van, the producer is like, ask him, like, you know, how do you feel about her decision? And he's like, it's fine. And he is literally yawning in the producer's face. Y'all, not only does he yawn in the face of this producer, he falls asleep and you just hear the producer kind of being like, Rorick, Rorick. And I said, girl, let it go. (laughs) But yeah, um, he literally falls asleep. It was the weirdest thing I have ever seen. I think this is probably one of the worst dates I have ever witnessed on on the show. So now that date, horrible, horrible date is over. Um, prior to the cocktail party slash rose ceremony, we're in the hotel room and we see that Brayden has told guys that he had this weird dream that Charity took his rose off and gave it to someone else. Some foreshadowing is happening. Um, he also says in this moment to the guys that he doesn't think he can propose to her after she has dated 20 guys that he knows. And I literally wrote all in caps, why are you here then? Um, He definitely thinks he can date her though afterwards. You're not, this isn't a show where you date afterwards and it normally never ends well that way. This is a show where you're technically supposed to get engaged at the end. So if you're not ready to be engaged at the end, don't come on the show. So that's how I know like this guy is here for clout and that's the only thing he's here for. You are a traveling nurse, sir. We need your services right now. You don't need to be on the show. Actually, I wouldn't let him touch me, but you, we need your services. We don't need you here. It's so fucked up. Um, Aaron B, he basically says, like, I'm gonna tell her that he said these things. And he is basically about to f- fuck his world up. And I'm here for every minute of it. Mm-hmm. So at the cocktail party, she does talk about Rorick not being ready. I think there's a lot more to this. I think he's just awkward as hell. Um, but anyway, she does very briefly talk about that. And she does talk with Joey and he shows her these letters 
that his grandfather wrote to him before he passed away. And it's kind of his most cherished thing. And I thought that was really sweet that he showed her that. Um, Xavier knit something for her. So it's really nice. Um, so Brayden, you know, he has his time with her. I didn't write much about it because I was annoyed by him. But, you know, he just keeps talking about, like, kissing her and all that. And he's, like, dancing and is in the moment. But then after, when he's actually, like, outside with the guys, he is continuing to keep dancing in front of the other guys. Um, It was just so classless. Um, So then Aaron sits down with the charity. He... Aaron B, by the way. I know firefighters Aaron A. Um, <laughs> he's a firefighter. Um, so, yeah, Aaron sits down with Charity. He says that he has a lot to say to her. And he's very protective of her feelings. You can tell he's very nervous to tell her these, to tell her what he's about to tell her. Um, but he uh, does have to say to her, like, I'm not doing this to get revenge on anybody, to advance myself in any way. I'm confident in our connection. I know we have a strong connection, so that's not why I'm doing this. And he ends up telling her what Brayden said to him. Meanwhile, Brayden is in this in the moment kind of being like, I got lip gloss on my lips and he feels great. And, um, yeah, keep feeling what you're feeling. Because back to Aaron, he tells her that he doesn't think that Brayden is ready for engagement. I mean, he kind of borderline said he wasn't ready for engagement. Um, and that Brayden said he's unsure of her. He didn't exactly say he was unsure of her. Um, but he also didn't didn't say he wasn't sure of her. Aaron does say to Charity that Brayden did make the comment about him not wanting to get engaged to someone who has been dating 20 of his friends. So Charity is very frustrated at this point. And Aaron says that he does not want to see her waste her time or get her heart broken. So this was his motivation for telling her. And Charity does say that, you know, she doesn't have time for foolishness. So Aaron does tell Graydon that he told Charity about what he said and how he felt. And... Brayden says that I did tell her that I'm taking this day by day. He kind of did. Um, and that he thinks that the men aren't really seriously contemplating the, the idea of engagement and what that means. And he says that he said all of this to charity. I mean, he did kind of say, like, you know, he is taking say by day. He is going to try. And she said she was okay with that. Um, 
her issue isn't so much that her issue is the fact that he says like he won't propose to her at all no matter what happens so um he then says that again it's in the moment that aaron is clearly very insecure about his relationship no he's not he's doing fine and and that he wants to throw a wrench into his connection with charity in order to advance himself again not fully true that's whatever you need to do to justify why he did it that's fine i guess and he goes as far as to say like Aaron is not a stand-up dude and that charity shouldn't be with someone like Aaron. Are you kidding me, sir? Um, but anyway, you can clearly tell at this point that Aaron's ego is bruised. Um, then says he needs to <laughs> be like Will Smith and just slap these dudes or whatever maybe he's referring to Aaron and so he's obviously referencing when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock um mm, I don't know man Will Smith is kind of suffering for his choices that night I don't think that's a good idea um Anyway, Charity says, you know, what we are all thinking, actually, in this moment. Why are you here if you're, if you have no intentions of getting engaged at the end of this? She says, I will do what has not been done before. And she goes to Brayden with all of the sass and says, can you come with me? So when she says that she will do what's never been done before, she's referring to the fact that she will take that rose off of him. And I say, yeah, let's do it. I'm here for this. Let's finally see this be done. I want to see it. Just because someone gets a rose doesn't mean you're, you're good, right? Which I'm going to have some thoughts in a second, actually, about that. Um, so she says, you know, we're going to sit down and we're going to have a talk. Um, so meanwhile, with the men, Xavier says to Aaron, you shouldn't have said anything because it is taking from the night. Okay. So right off the bat, before I go into the rest of this, because there are more men who kind of echo his, what Xavier is saying, would you rather that this piece of shit stay in this house, have his connection build even more with charity when he isn't serious about her. If you care about charity, you would want to make sure that there is no man here who is going to hurt her and then that also can affect how things go with the connection with these other men as well. Would you not rather she know from now 
three weeks in, then, you know, closer to the end. So all these men who say this, I'm thinking you're no better than Brayden then in my mind, because yes, you are concerned about the fact that you want to build your connection, but the chances are if you're that concerned about your connection with her, there's nothing you can say at this cocktail party that is going to change her mind. So why are you so concerned about, about this? So you're going home. There's no if ands what's about it. You're going home. Nothing's changing that. But a real man wants to be sure that she's being taken care of and wants to be sure that she's making the right decisions, even if it's not with him. And I completely commend Aaron for his choice to... you know, say something to her. Aaron stands his ground with his decision. And John says, I don't disagree with Aaron and his decisions to do what he did. However, I disagree with the timing because Brayden has a rose. And I thought in this moment, so you think the rose can't be taken away just because he got a rose? Are we all really this stupid? Yes, maybe it's never been done before, but that doesn't mean that it can't be done. Rules have been fucked over before because that's what the bachelor bachelorette wanted in the moment. So who's to say that this can't be done as well? I thought it's me, you guys are really fucking stupid. Um, but James does say the rose can be taken off. And I said, thank you. Someone has some fucking sense in this group. So Brayden says, you know, he doesn't know why Aaron is saying this and that he did tell her how he felt already. And he, she says, then why are you here then? Like, why are you here if your intention isn't to be proposed at the end of this? Because I'm dating other guys. Like, what? And again, this is very reminiscent of, I think it was Hannah Brown's season, where there was a guy on there who, I don't know if he was a virgin or, actually, I don't think he was a virgin, but he was very, like, he said he was Catholic or Christian or whatever. And he made it fairly far, surprisingly. And he was like, well, I'm not going to sleep with you if you sleep with the other guys. Like, I'm not going to do that. It's very reminiscent of that. Like, it's gross. Um, so, the other guys actually say that he's just going to tell her what she wants to hear, and this is all going to be done over with. And I said, you know what? <laughs> he wasn't wrong. And he wasn't wrong in thinking that because that's exactly what Brayden's going to do, number one. And then number two, Charity, unfortunately, isn't looking beyond what Brayden is telling her. And she's buying his shit. And it's it's actually really annoying. (laughs) But there is always one. There's always one in every season. So 
back to Braden. He says, you know, how can I propose to you when you haven't met my family? I met your brother, barely. (laughs) He says that expecting an engagement with those things in mind isn't taking this seriously. She then hugs him. And I said, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And, um, yeah. In walks Jesse and you thought, well, tis the end of the cocktail hour. (laughs) And we're going to be going into the rose ceremony because charity is she just needs to be alone to figure out her shit, I guess. But anyway, so we go into the rose ceremony. And again, with the rose ceremony, um, I will be saying who she gives the rose to. And at this point, I'm able to kind of highlight who she sends out. And actually know who they are. <laughs> but Brayden actually says before they do the rose ceremony that because of Aaron and his decision to tell Charity what he told her, that it did take from the night and be like, you know, James didn't get any time. And I said, Brayden, you don't give a rat's ass about whether or not these other men had time with her. You don't give a shit. You don't give a shit. You just care that, you know, your ass was shown, I guess. That's all you care about. Um, and Sean, and I thought this was actually a very good thing to say, and I wish he would say it to her, but he says that, why give a guy a rose that is expressing doubt about you? Let me say this again. And I said, Sean, say it louder for, for the back, because listen, we see this not only with charity, but we've seen this with others as well in the past. I feel like the only woman who really handled herself during the process really well for the most part was Katie. Um, but we saw this a lot with, you know, you know, we see this with Hannah. I had mentioned her before, who she ends up picking. And he literally admits that he was only on the show to for clout reasons and to you know, expand on his career because he was a musician. And, but I'm falling in love with you now. And she chose him. And it's like, are you, are you okay? <laughs> We've seen this so many times before. And I think saying this can be so good to hear, not only for her, but for others, not only the bachelorettes, but the bachelors as well. Cause it's like this again i think the women are a lot more smarter though this is why i say it from the bachelorette's perspective these men are not smart (laughs) so they put all of their cards on the table and it's all laid out there in front of you but they still buy the shit whereas women maybe they're not there for a good for a good reason but they tend to keep their shit to themselves so you can maybe understand more why the men are buying the shit but it's this like that line needs to be told to everybody who starts this process. If this person is expressing 
doubt towards you, then why are you giving them the, the time of day? Um, so I thought that was really good of him to say. So, onto the rose ceremony and who she ends up picking. So, she does give the first rose to Aaron. And Brayden, not thrilled by this at all. Um, and then Caleb, Xavier, Joey, Michael, John, Sean, and Tanner. So that was eight roses during this rose ceremony, which is on top of Brayden getting his and um, Dotton getting his. So we have a top 10. You've narrowed down quite a bit. Um, so the people who are going home is Firefighter, James, and Adrian, which is not a shock about Adrian at all. Um, and that is also on top of Rorick. So we've lost four people this this week. So we do see her after this, though, go to leave to think about what is she going to do about Brayden. And then we see her come back out. And we see Jesse come back out and says, all right, sorry, guys, if you didn't get a rose tonight, you know, please say your goodbyes. So Brayden gets to keep his rose. So next time on Charity walks the only thing i pinpointed in this that i thought was worth talking about was that charity does walk into a conversation between brayden and aaron and she says what are you guys talking about what's going on here and we also see that brayden is ready to fight somebody which is something we did see in the first episode for the season on so i'm kind of hoping at this point so we didn't see a lot more past that i hope brayden is gone next week that'd be nice um but yeah, that is the end of the episode. Again, guys, to uh, just remind you, there will not be any coverage for Bachelorette next week. We will cover next week's episode and the following week's episode, the following week of the, I believe it's the 24th. So we will be covering it that week for those two episodes. Um... And uh, next week, we will be covering, of course, B90, Toe, and 90 Day UK is coming. So we will be covering that as well. So in terms of scheduling purposes, we will be probably a little late with some of them. Um, B90, you should get on time. Um try to do the best to get that out um Wednesday on um, maybe Thursday and then um we will do the best that I can to get you the other two out. You might get some um on the weekend next week or you might even get it um the the following week, but I'm gonna try my very best to not do that. I, I don't want to do that, but um, next week is pretty hectic on the personal side of things, um, in terms of scheduling purposes. So, um, I'll do my very, very best to get that out to you. 
Um, but with that said, if you enjoyed what we listened to today, uh, please share the, the podcast with everyone in your life. We'd greatly appreciate it. Also, you can follow and subscribe to the podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. You can also rate and review on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you like to listen to this on YouTube, or if you're an avid YouTube user, you haven't listened to us there yet, you can listen to us there at Reality Tea Times 2. If you want to connect with us, you can do so on either Facebook or, or Instagram at Reality Tea Times 2. You can also email us at realityteatimes2 at hotmail.com. You can also visit our website, again, very beginner website where you can listen to all of the episodes and you can also get links to our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And the website is realityteatimes2.aludu.com. All of this information will be in our show notes. So that's it for now, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.